This is Revive Zoe Church's podcast, where we will equip you to rise to your God-given purpose. Hey guys, this is Mikel Elliott here at Revive Zoe. I just want to give honor to Pastor Luis and Vanessa uh, for this awesome opportunity. Um, I've been in Texas for the last two years. Uh, just been going to school and uh, on my way to an internship at Lifestyle Christianity University. And I'm just so excited to share this message that God has given me. Um, and without further ado, I'm just going to go right into it. If you're looking for a title of the message, uh, you can either choose love that lays down, oneness, or unity. Uh, this, is, this has been a time where, where hatred and, and riots and protests and, and things are, are rampant and for good reasons. But there's also a lot of hate and and, and division that's, that, the, that Satan's trying to bring in through the midst of it. So I just want to start off with John 15 and 13, where, where Jesus calls us to lay down our lives to one another. So in John 15, verse 13, it says, This is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another, just as I have loved you. No one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his life for his own friends. And I want you just to pinpoint that. We're going to come back to that a bit later. And I want to talk about what I experienced earlier this week with a couple who have been going through relationship problems. Um, They've been married for some time now. And one of the things that I noticed with them as they were speaking to me, the wife was saying, well, the husband is spending too much time playing volleyball. And and the wife is, is or the husband is saying that the wife is spending too much time hanging out with another friend. And I quickly realized that they were not willing to sacrifice these things to spend more time with one another. And so I want to bring this to the, to, the, to the point of God and his bride, that God chose you to be his bride and what that looks like. So God promises a relationship to those who are willing to commit. One of the, real, one of the steps in realizing a marriage is going to work is to answer the question, are you willing to commit your life to that person forever? And in the Old Testament, God created a covenant with his people that said that you are going to be my people and I'm going to be yours. And so in this covenant, a covenant is is, is a promise. It's a a contract that you sign. You think of of when you sign a contract for your house or you sign a contract for something. These These are the guidelines. These are the things in which this relationship is going to be built upon. And I'm going to go, I want I want to speak through um, on Deuteronomy 26. 18 and 19 in just a moment here. But one of the things we have to realize is when we come into a relationship that we're committing our lives to something, that it's not something that, that you, you come into the relationship and you, you're holding on to something from the past or you're still holding on to people from the past, but there's actually things you have to let go. So in Deuteronomy 26, 18 through 19, it says, Today the Lord has declared that you are his people, his treasured possession, just as he promised you. And that you are to keep all his commandments, in verse 19, and that he will set you high above all the nations which he has made for praise, fame, and honor. And that you shall be a holy people set apart and consecrated to the Lord your God, just as he has spoken. They were told to consecrate themselves. And consecration is another form of of also also like a a setting apart. Um, you're, 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 You're doing something different from what most people are doing. And God is calling us into that place as the bride. So as we realize that we are the bride, how does that even come about? Yes, a commitment with God, but when Jesus died on the cross, he gave us access 
He gave us access to the relationship that he had been longing for, 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 for years, for years. And the things that he tried through Abraham, through Moses, through, through Isaac, through all these different people. And now we have Christ that came as the husband. He said in a scripture that I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as pure virgins. That's in 2 Corinthians 11. You have been made clean. You, you have been made holy. You have been made right so you can stand before your husband. So I'm just, I'm just laying the foundation to, to set your identity, that you know whose you are and also who you are. That's so important during these times where people are, are confused and trying to figure out who exactly they are. And it's causing frustration. It's causing anger. And, and once we know who we are, it helps us to build up confidence and to know how we are going to walk through this and walk through this together. Jesus became the bridegroom and a faithful husband. Willingly, he gave up his life for one that he loved. And so he set the example for us to do the same. So you have, you have God showing us through the Old Testament that, that he desires relationship with us. And he actually made a covenant with us. And then you have Jesus laying down his life for those whom he loved. For the entire world. In John uh, John. Six, uh, John three sixteen, where it says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He had everyone in mind. Everyone has the ability to have this relationship. So I want to transition into not only having the relationship with God, but also with one another. So once you've established that you are our Christ bride, that you are in a covenant relationship with him. Now we have to realize that we're in a covenant relationship with one another. And in, in these perilous times, in these times where there's so much hate and, and, and division, it is so important that we realize this. God not only calls us to lay down our life for him, but also for others. The scripture that I mentioned earlier, which was in John 15, 13, where it says that this is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. It is so important for you to realize that it is not all about you and your own, but it's also about those that Christ died for. In the midst of everything that's going on, in the midst of hate, in the, in the midst of division, you have a choice to make that you are going to stand on the word of God and say that, that God loved me, that Christ died for me, and I'm going to do the same for others. This not only talks about a physical death, but also about giving up your time, your money, care, et cetera, all these different things. I mean, just think about a time where, where you've worked a long day at work and, you, you know, you, you rest and, and you, you get something to eat. You lay your head in the bed and all of a sudden someone calls, a, a friend you haven't talked to in a while, and you look at the phone and you're like, ah, like, I'm pretty tired. I, I don't know what this is about. And they send a text saying, hey, like, hey, I need to talk to you. And you sit there, you can either act like you didn't see it, you could be that friend that just ignores it completely, or you could be the friend that gets up and says, I'm going to be intentional about loving this person right now and, and, and not seeking my selfish desire, but I'm actually going to be loving that person in front of me. There's also uh, times where there's a single mother who, who works two jobs, who, who has two children, and it, it, it's hard for her to provide. All these, all these different things... Uh, relate to what God talks about when, when he says to give up your life, to, to, to give up your time, to not seek self. 
And what about time? We've all had these times where we're walking in a Walmart parking lot, and a man or a woman approaches us and asks us for, for some food or, or whatever it is. And we could be so quick to say, no, I'm okay. I don't need it. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't have it. But what happens when we actually are intentional about loving that person in front of us? That this, this person is actually a brother or sister in Christ, and that we actually need to be helping each other. I was on my way to uh, do a delivery uh, late, earlier this week, and I remember I pulled up to the store to pick up the product, and I'm getting out the car, and I see this homeless man standing out front, and he's just sitting there, and, and he sees me walk past, and he asked me, he's like, hey, man, you, you have anything that you can help me with? And I was like, what, what do you need? And he was like, I need, I need a drink. And I was like, okay, like, let, me, let me see what I can do. So I walk to the store and, and kind of forget to get the drink when I'm walking out. And I'm like, oh, man, like, I messed up. So I kind of walk by the guy. And I give him a nod and say, like, have a good day. And so I'm leaving to do this delivery, which had to be done at a specific time. And, and I'm, just, I'm just like, man, I have to go back. I, 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 can't, I can't leave that man out there and... And after I, I told him I was going to get him something. So I, I, I go back, and I invite the guy into my car. I'm like, hey, man, it's hot out here. Like, come sit in the car. And he began to tell me that, that he believes in Christ and that, that, his life, that, that, that his life has been based on, on surrendering to Christ, even through all that he's been through, that his faith has been built so much. And so in that moment, I realized that this was another brother or sister, and I could have selfishly not gone back. But this is a way that God extends his love to others is when we step out. So I eventually got him a hotel, something to eat, and sat down and talked with him. What happens when we're willing to lay down our lives for others? And I, and I want to conclude with, with, with John 17, 20 through 22. And this, this is, this is where, where my heart is through all of this. I do not pray for these alone. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever believe and trust in me through their message, that all may be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us so that the world may believe without any doubt that you sent me. I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me, and that they may be one just as we are one. And one of the things that stuck out to me in this verse is when he says, so that the world may believe. When we become one with the father, when, when, the, when the bride and the husband, when they're married, and then we begin to love one another, then the world will believe. Then change can become a real thing in the hearts of people and not just something that lasts for two weeks. But it actually shifts your mind. It actually renews your mind. It, it changes your heart posture. And so in this prayer, this is a desire that Jesus is praying for all those who believe in him and even for those to come and to believe. This is bigger than just, just you and your personal relationship with God. You are agreeing to love in the way God loves you. He saves lives from bondage, shame, addiction, into freedom through the, through the steps and acts that you walk through when you see someone on the street. When you, when, you, when you get that call late at night, when, when you have a, a, a burden on your heart for someone, these are the things that we need to act upon and learn to love. So I want to challenge you, and I want you to think right now, is there a way that I can love better? Is there, is there a way that I can also love God and also people better? 
Because this is our commission. This is everything that the Lord has designed for us to have access to. So I just want to I just want to go ahead and pray and close this out. Father God, I just thank you that all those who are listening, Father God, I just pray that you are just filling them with with love right now, Father God, from your precious Holy Spirit. That Father God, that they will be able to step out in even situations where it may cause them to to sacrifice some time. Father God, where it, it may make them a little uncomfortable, but Father God, it's it's important that even during these times, God, where there's where there's division and where there's hate that, that's arising, Father God, may they learn to be one, just as, as, as we are one, Father God, that you prayed. So, Father God, I just pray that you bless them, that you keep them, that you cause your face to shine upon them and be gracious to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you.